Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game Week 28 just finished. Jake and I throwing a pod together. Kind of last minute here, but you know, I was I was riding home and had my podcast planned, was listening back to one of our old episodes, got excited about it, thought we have to throw an episode together between Game Week 28 and Game Week 29. Jake has promised to be in a bad mood for the entire pod, so really excited for that. Jake, how are you, buddy? Terrible. Why are you, why can't you just bring like some good energy, some good moods to this podcast? I'm, I'm constantly nice to you on here. Uh, everyone else is always nice to you on this podcast. Uh, I just feel like we basically develop the entire podcast around you and your good mood. Yeah, I don't know. It must, it must just be like my life. Who knows? No, I mean, I'm actually, I'm excited to pod. It's, you know, it's what the people want. That's good. Um, excited about Twitter. That's good. I'm just not excited about my FPL team. So, yeah. There's that. How um, how uh, how's the Twitter first week or so? Well, just a few days really since we made the announcement. Uh, we announced it on Sunday night that you had a Twitter account. Have have your has your following grown? Yeah, it has. And actually, I think one of the funniest tweets I received or saw was I forget who. I think it was it was two point oh. But uh, he said, must be nice having more followers than tweets. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. I do have that. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, FPL. Uh, you know, Dive. Like, that's just, wholeheartedly because of you. He's over here just talking shit. Yeah. Is that actually how you sound when you, oh. Uh, no, I, I just, it's hard to force it. I, I'm not very good at faking it, so. Yeah. You're a pretty quick one. You've never had to fake it before. So, <laughs> oh, oh. Hey, yo, this, and then you wonder fun. why I'm in a bad mood. Yeah, <laughs> we're having a good time. Here we go. Yeah. Um, okay, well, FPL Narwhal did write in about your Twitter account and said, "Why did Jake make a Twitter? No one wants to hear from him." He also spelled "here" wrong. Like he spelled <laughs> it as in "I am here." <laughs> yeah, I wish I was there to make the comment about learn how to spell Narwhal, but uh, living on the still as a vampire it makes it hard to tweet tweet so yeah the good news is that your schedule is going to be switching uh it'll make you a little bit more available i, I do think going Probably forward it'll be awesome angry. yeah less angry I, going forward it will be really cool to have both of us um kind of communicating with people and chatting on uh on twitter so yeah keep uh your eyes and ears open for jake people at jacob close k-l-o-s uh one correct jake correct you're like Sean number one. Yeah, I'm like Sean number one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so let's get into the game week. Um, kind of an interesting one. We had some some epic captain failure in Sala, uh, some really good performances from some, some defenders, uh, some kind of average or expected performances from some other captain choices like uh, Aubameyang and, and Aguero. So it really just depended on, you know, which players you had this week it wasn't a week where everybody was lucky enough to have uh you know hit the players um so it'll be interesting to see how that affects a lot of people's overall ranking uh but we did have another question from fpl squid and i think it's a good thing to hit on in terms of chips that we're going to have to be throwing around here and he just said uh my triple captain move failed miserably 
Uh, what's the point of living when my TC was worth three points? Uh, so Squid played his triple captain on Sala this week, hoping for a repeat performance of last year's uh, match against Watford, where Sala bagged four goals and an assist. Um, interestingly, Sala had no returns in a 5-0 Liverpool thrashing. Uh, so let's talk about that a little bit. Coming up here, Jake, we're going to all be playing a lot of different chips. Uh, We've talked about all the strategies over and over and over again, and hopefully by now everybody's picked out something that they're going to go with. Uh, Inevitably, inevitably, someone is going to be unhappy in this situation. No one's going to be completely happy with the situation. Some people are going to nail it. Some people are not. How do you kind of live with that going forward, Jake? And you know, how do you manage the emotions that are going to come with this this chip-heavy section of the season? Well, FPL is a brutal game, um, and it is tough to to deal with it. You know, I think again, taking your time away from the game and doing things to get your mind off of it in between game days, at at the very least, will be important. Uh, I feel for FPL Squid, I had a terrible triple captain last year, and it's bound to happen. Like, it definitely wasn't uh, a terrible move. Salah scores a bunch of goals against Watford, typically, so hard to blame him. Um, but again, like like we say, overall rank, how you're doing in your mini league, things like that. You know, it's it's something that we've talked about for our mini league, like putting in, you know, even just saying the top half, or the bottom half buys dinner for the top half, you know, Mm -hmm. then you can say, hey, I had a rough triple captain week, but I'm still in third or, you know, second in my mini league, so I'm still playing for something, is what I would say. Yeah, the reality of it is not everyone's going to get the chips right. Even if you have a good, sound strategy that you've decided on that is statistics-based, there's still just so much luck in the game. We talk about it all the time, and uh, you just have to live with it. it. It does really suck. The triple captain is certainly the most volatile of all the chips in terms of uh, the potential for points return. You know, I think that you could have, an, and very rarely does this happen, but you could have an outrageous triple captain return, you know, where the player that you select, you know, I'm thinking like Sanchez a few years ago for Arsenal, he played in a double game week and a lot of people triple captained him. And I think he returned you know, maybe three goals and two assists or something like that in in that double game week. Uh, just an outrageous sum of points. Um, but the reality of it is most of the time, the triple captain is a, a relative failure. So we just have to kind of live with that one um, and move on. You know, you still have the rest of your chips, or maybe you don't, but, but you have other chips to play, and uh, hopefully you'll be more successful with them. Agreed, agreed. It was crazy though. I woke up and saw Liverpool five zero and thought for sure like Salah had a hat trick. I was super excited and then rather disappointed. Yeah, this week it'll be nice. We have well because we kind of decided to pod last minute. We didn't have so many questions, and so we'll have some time to dig a little bit into some of those matches and some of the stats that go along with them. Um, but for now, I think that maybe we should hit our teams. You good with that? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we will, Jake. I've decided, not you. Perfect. Gosh, you just roll over. You're a sad excuse for a man. You really are. 
I'm, I'm trying to stay positive. I mean, I can be more pessimistic. That comes easy to me. Yeah, that is true. It does. Uh, I was forced into a little match of the day challenge today, Jake. I had to go to the dentist like exactly during the start time of all the matches. Are you still upset about the match of the day challenge? Like the match of the day name? Are you mad about that yes, still? Yes, I still don't understand it. Like it doesn't make any sense to me and it de- definitely frustrates me. It was really funny. That was a few weeks ago that you said that and we must have had like 20 people that tweeted into us explaining what match of the day is and like saying how they couldn't stop laughing at your idiotic rant about the match of the day. It just, I mean, it's a Brit thing. They say words that do not make sense. Match of the day is like, oh, I'm going to tune in to specifically watch the match of the day. It's like the exact opposite of what they're portraying. <laughs> Jake, did you just say something racist about british people no possibly i heard you i don't know i thought we'll you, have I to thought I heard, yeah i thought i heard you just say those people no i think we'll just have to cut that out i'm not sure we're not going to i'm gonna leave that in there <laughs> i think they deserve those people deserve to know the way you feel about them it's fine it's whatever it is you know okay everybody's Good, different yeah. Living with the racism, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was stuck at the dentist. It was kind of funny. I um, I had a little cavity uh, that had to be drilled out, and uh, so you know they numb your mouth like with the shot or whatever in your gums, mm-hmm. and uh, so my face is starting to go, and the the dental hygienist she walks out, you know, to like, you know, get the doctor or something. She comes back in, and I'm on my phone like checking the scores, <laughs> you know, like, and. Uh, and she said, I like quick, like, oh, I was like, oh, no. And I started to like put it away. Like, are they ready to start? And she was like, oh, no, you can use your phone if you need to for now. We're going to have to wait for 15 minutes. So I was just really happy because I, I needed to see score updates uh, as my mouth went numb. It was good. Yeah, there's not much else to do while you sit there. Yeah, so that was good. It was not one of the dentist's office, though, with the uh, with the TVs up on the ceiling. Have you ever been in one of those? No, no, I must not go to as fancy a dentist as you. What? You've never, that's not a thing? You've never heard of that? No, I've never seen that yet. Oh. Yeah, a lot of dentist offices have, like, TVs mounted on the ceiling, so when you're laying down, you can watch TV. Did they have um, English Premier League playing? I can't say I've ever been to a dentist office that had the EPL on, but uh, that definitely should be a thing. Maybe you could quit being a vet and just tomorrow. I mean, those they're, they're both fake doctors, right? You could be a dentist tomorrow if you wanted to. Just convert, you know, your license over. And then we could we could start like a an FPL EPL uh, centric dentist office. What do you think? Yeah, it'd be good. I'd inject so many of my friends with that numbing agent. It would not be, or or just chloroform people. Either or. So. Okay, you're starting <laughs> I'm to kidding. sound like That's not one of two things: either like a serial <laughs> killer or a rapist. Maybe both. I don't know. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Well, watch out British people. Jake's coming for you. Um how did your how did your week go, Jake? You were a little crabby at the top of the pod. Uh, it it actually was average would be the best way to describe it, but very disappointing when I look back at my team. The day one was just like a slap in the face, you know, Johnny, Jimenez, Pereira and Rondon all just getting two points. Uh, you yeah. even made a comment like wolves are going to get a clean and you completely ruined that for me. That was the only going to be the only bright spot. 
Yeah, um, hilarious. And then they gave Got up him. a clean to Huddersfield. Yeah, like did they? I even, actually heard does Huddersfield actually, even score goals. I yeah, I actually heard scored. what happened there, Jake. Was um, I texted you that? Oh yeah, it looks like you're gonna get that Wolves clean. And uh, immediately, the official of that match, he had a smartwatch on. He received the text and then manipulated the game to ensure that Wolves conceded the clean. Yeah, I can completely believe it. Yeah. Um, also failed with my captain on Salah. You know, yeah. all my points came from Van Dyke and Rabo, and you're like, okay, average, whatever. But, like, thinking back, I got rid of Siggy two weeks ago. I knew the Cardiff game, like, he'd have a chance to score, but getting a brace really was a slap in the face. And then even DLC who I decided to get rid of because he hasn't been doing anything, um, scored a goal. Like, it would have just been Oof. better to hold on to DLC for Rondon. I mean, not long-term, most likely, but it, it just was kind of a a rough game week. Kepa's not playing, you know. Sorry's decided, well, if I can't substitute him off during the game, I just won't put him on at all to begin with. How to, you know. It's probably a good move. Probably a good move. It, yeah. It's just... Not what I've been dreaming. I've just been slowly trickling down in the standings overall. So what did you finish with overall then for points? 53, right on the average. Okay. And um, what was your game week rank? Uh, 3,235,000. So and again, that, right in the middle. Yeah. How did that affect your overall then? Uh, I dropped from 460,000 to 480,000. I think last week I went from like 455 to 460. So I've just been slowly going red arrows all over. Yeah, that hurts, especially, I mean, not to like be mean or rub it in, but especially because you played your wild card and only an idiot would do that. So, yep. Yeah, I mean, if I would have had Siggy, it would have been a great game week. I should have just hold him, you know, held him. But how are you? Yeah, how are you supposed to know though with that? Don't doesn't Everton have a pretty tough fixture schedule coming up here? They do, they do. Yeah. I would. I mean, the problem was he blanked, and I had to kind of get rid of him for the blank because of all these other little. Like everybody on my team just keeps getting injured. I don't know. Let's talk right. about your team. I'm I'm getting frustrated the more I look at my team. Ah, Jake Rage. Okay. Well, I finished on 61 points, so I, I did pretty well. You know, like like Jake just said, um, average is 53. Uh, game week rank of just about 2 million, so not spectacular, but it was fine, a fine game week. Um, I guess I'll just hit on the players that performed for me. So had Rabo, uh, who's just been spectacular all year, um, picked up an, an, two nice assists and uh, one bonus point, and then... TAA had as well, three assists, um, three bonus, and the clean sheet as well. Uh, interestingly, I still have Alonzo, and I said that last week I was going to transfer Alonzo out for Pereira, and I didn't because I forgot to make my transfers. I missed the deadline. Uh, he returns my good faith uh, that I clearly had in him because I've always believed in him with a clean sheet and three bonus points. So, I mean, if you want to talk about just a stupid form of luck that affected me in this game week Alonzo's the perfect example planned to transfer him out didn't there was talk even that he wasn't wasn't even going to play this week uh he starts clean sheet three bonus points um Pogba got an assist for me and then everybody else was a a one or a two point return I captain Salah I mean he did get the clean sheet but pretty rough uh Pereira two points Sterling Sané one Rashford one Barnes two so um I don't know. Fine game week. Um, 
my overall actually did go I, I actually dropped in, in or did I guess green arrow yeah green arrow overall rank by about uh, almost a thousand spots like 800 spots so I'm at 6,600 right now happy with it fine and my team looks pretty good going forward yep that's good good for you glad you're doing well yeah I don't think that the again because we're potting kind of early is the league dive leaderboard updated or no I don't Uh, it looks like it just it might have just gone through I think let's read them we haven't read them for like two weeks so we should probably update people on where they're at it's mostly it's interesting the the league dive leaderboard for the record people that are listening we we did close the league in game week 12 right Jake yes yeah so so we put a t-shirt on the line we said whoever wins we'll send you a t-shirt uh but then we did close the we did close the league because we were afraid that what might happen is a bunch of people join and it's kind of unfair to the people that joined to start the year um so of course it'll be opening up for next year i've had a few people ask but um it has been like mostly the same i don't know 15 people that have been in the uh in the league dive leaderboard so let's hit them uh jordan pierce at 10 9 andrew bladen 8 michael lamonico that might be a new one right mm-hmm. take the hit mick is his name uh seven marco that's me uh six samuel shapiro uh five buck sharp and his team name is thanks obama yang i like that uh buck sharp that's a good name uh four john eric torsteinson uh, third, Arnie Marius Haugen. Uh, second is Fripe Person. And still at number one, Matt Frisky, the Quixote Kid. Uh, 1,833 points and an overall rank in the world of 291. So Matt's doing great. Um, I'm, I'm happy to see he's doing well. I'm pissed that it's probably not fucking coming home, but um, I hope he wins it all and then he owes us. Uh, 51% of whatever he wins from official FPL. So that's good. I, I mean, it still depends on the triple captain. That could change things. Bench boost. There's a lot. There's a lot of season left. True. That's true. It could still be coming home. Uh, all right. So let's get into like some game week topics then. We normally don't get to talk a lot about the game week because we have a lot of questions. But this week, like I said, we have a little bit less. So thought we'd just spend a little bit of time um, talking about a few topics from the game week. So first thing I think we should just get off the board is pretty sick finish by trips, huh? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did watch that highlight just because you guys were all talking about it. Pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty funny. Nice, dope finish. Just slots it away. Real slick. Uh, good stuff. I think the biggest topic for sure of the week is going to be the uh, the defensive performance by the Liverpool backs. It's not really that surprising because uh you know we we've a lot of us have liverpool defenders um i think jake you and i probably very early in the season were advocating double liverpool defense uh as the the way forward and um if you had double liverpool d this week you were flying high yeah definitely um it even makes me consider like going to triple sometimes i'm like do you just do that with those three players Uh, but that's probably a little bit excessive yeah, so what did Virgil finish on? Did he finish on 20 points? 20, yep, yep. Yeah, 20 from Virgil, 18 from TAA, and 13 from Rabo. It was quite outstanding. Um, it's interesting. They The, the wingbacks are just afforded so much space for Poole. And Trent, he offers something that nobody else on the Liverpool squad 
can offer that right back position. I mean, they've played Milner there. Uh, they've played Klein there. Um, I think even like Fabinho played a little bit of right back for them, you know, when, when players were hurt. Um, obviously, Joe, um, not Matip, excuse me, Gomez uh, have, has played there as well. But Trent offers uh, the ball delivery that, that nobody else can on that team. Just some spectacular assists today. I I think it's fair to say that Trent is the best right back in the English Premier League, which is whoa, pretty, that's big. I don't know. You about don't that. think so? You wouldn't go that far? I would go as far as to say he's the best FPL right back option in the Premier League. I don't know. I mean, Liverpool's defense is so much better with him in it. Uh, it seems like when he's not playing, it it really actually struggles. And yeah, Van Dyke is obviously the cement to that back line. Um, and if Van Dyke's out, it's, it's probably a pretty big trouble for Liverpool, but they were not keeping cleans without Trent. Like, it's not like Milner mm. was an upgrade, which you think he would be because he's more defensive minded. But yeah, to me, it's almost that Trent offers so much more in the offensive side of the ball or the game that, it actually helps them defensively as well. Yeah, so I, I was actually going to steal the thunder from you and say that exact same thing. I don't know that he is a spectacular defender. Um, I don't maybe know enough about defending at that level to, to truly evaluate him. And we're getting a little bit off FPL here, but um, I do think that he serves as a cog in that, that Liverpool approach to the match uh, that when he's not there... It's a missing link between kind of the... He plays almost as a midfield position, right, when he gets forward. He's, he's a missing link that, that attaches the back line to the front line of the game. And his ability to play dangerous balls, whip balls in behind defenders, constantly has back lines turning around and sprinting to their own towards their own goal to defend it. Uh, and Milner just can't do that. I mean, I love team player Jimmy Milner, uh, but he, he doesn't offer them that. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, because of his offensive ability and that putting pressure on other teams, forcing their back line to, to drop and drop and drop, Liverpool as a team can move forward. The ball goes through him the entire match uh, when when he's on the pitch. Yes. Anyways. Okay, that's a little off FPL topic, but it was interesting. Um, The other player I thought that would be interesting to kind of chat about is this whole Alonso thing. So Alonso he got the start this week. There was, there was talk. Sorry was quoted saying that Emerson's been playing like really, really well. Uh, and that, you know, I'm going to have to play him. I'm going to have to play him. He says, uh, and yet Alonzo gets the start. He has two shots during the match. Um, you know, picks up three bonus points, uh, apparently played pretty well defensively as, uh, you know, against hazard for some of the time. Um, I mean, you what's mean the deal with him? Son or Kane? Oh, excuse, yeah, excuse me, against Sun, who was playing on the left. Um, what's the deal with him? Like, is he worth holding, or do we just need to get rid? I, I can't figure it out. Um, I think because of fixtures and the fact that he may he plays game week 31 and then may double in 32, I think now that you have him, you hold him through that possible double, or until we mm-hmm. know at, at the very least. Do you think it's going to go into just rotation mode, though, with him and Emerson? 
I don't know. Maybe. I mean, the the hard thing with these teams is like, what is how aggressive is Chelsea going to be in Europa? Like, are they going to use Alonso for Europa? Or because that's the interesting thing this year with Chelsea and Arsenal is they're both right on the cusp of getting promoted or getting the into Champions League with the Premier League, but also they are probably two of the top three or four sides to win Europa. Yeah, and it's very it's very difficult. Um, but I still think. Comparing the other defenders, we know that, I mean, the clean sheets are really hard to come by if you're not a top six side, especially now Crystal Palace with Sacco out. Leicester doesn't seem to be able to keep a clean sheet. You know, Watford's defense is, even though they're seventh in the table or eighth, now I don't know if they've moved back because of that terrible loss. They're, they're not that good defensively. So right. I just think that... If you have the money, you're either going to be spending it like we are more in the back or on a, a you know, a high-priced premium forward. So, like, who are you going to drop to would be my question yeah, if you get rid of Alonso. Point. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you look at it, so, like, if we look at defenders, um, like anybody, right, because he's, he's arguably... Well, he might be the yeah. He's one of the most def- expensive defenders. Van Dyke has now topped him, and Rabo has. But he's he's the third most expensive defender in the game. I mean, if you talk about who you might go down to, you know, some people have argued for David Luiz. I could see that argument. Um, you could maybe argue for like a city defender, but it's a little tough because they get rotated. Um, maybe Aspilicueta, but he doesn't really offer much going forward. I know he had an assist this week. Um, Alonso hasn't been great going forward either, but still, um, maybe Doherty if you don't have him, but other than that, like who else, there's nobody else you could really even look at that has the potential for returns, uh, and is, well, we don't know that he's assured starts, but it seems like he's, he's still an important part of the lineup. Agreed. So I think that's the harder thing. I do, I do like the Doherty shout if you don't have him. But again, he's now that he's raised so much in price, you're not saving a ton by doing that. Right. But a, a million, still, a, you know, a million. Yeah, it's all about that millions. That's how I'm living my life. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's just really quickly hit on Siggy. Um, tough fixtures coming up. A brace. Is he a player to consider or not really? I wouldn't be bringing him in. You could keep yeah. him if you have him on your team. It. He's just. It's so up and down. You never know when he's going to do well, which isn't really a problem because you're going to be starting him if you have him on your team. He's not super inexpensive. Everton have just looked so bad. It's like Cardiff is a Band-Aid to whatever, however bad your EPL season is going. <laughs> um, and he, I think Siggy is the best player on the Everton team, hands down. He has the most goals for them this season and has had the most goals over the last... However many games, I, I remember reading that stat. You know, Tosin was an absolute bust this season, and Richarlison inevitably trails off at the end of the year and disappears into nothingness. Um, but I don't think I would be searching to bring Siggy in with all the other options in the midfield. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's something to look at either. Some people will be tricked into it now that he's had the brace, but uh, probably something to avoid. Um I guess the there's two more players I'd like to just talk about quickly, and then we'll take a quick break and, and take some questions from people. But how about Char? So back-to-back clean sheets. I know it was against Huddersfield and Burnley, but back-to-back cleans for Newcastle. 
uh, bangs a goal um, in this last match, a worldly. Uh, two matches ago has an assist, uh, returning quite well. You know, I test is saying yes. Um, Newcastle's fixtures, I think, are pretty decent going forward here. Yeah, I mean, West Ham away, Everton home, Bournemouth away. Then they have Arsenal, but then Crystal Palace, Leicester, Southampton, Brighton. Uh, you know, are you are you looking towards Newcastle? You love uh, that Newcastle team you, outside of Arsenal, biggest boner team uh, in the league for you. Yeah, he's a he's a great budget defender, and I shouted him last week. Uh, you guys made fun of my comments this week about him after he scored the goal, I think, or someone did. Um, but you have to remember, he didn't play the first 11 game weeks of the season, and he's sitting at, like, 67 points. Uh, he te- When he tends to play, he tends to help get Newcastle clean sheets, and we know that's what Rafa wants to do. He wants to defend first. Uh, I think he's a great option toward the end of the year if you're trying to save money and and go somewhere else. I, I honestly, I really hate that Rashford got injured this week because he would have been coming in for me for Obi-Wan. And it's a big bust because that would have been an extra 15 points that I would have gladly taken. So is is Shah playing as a center back though, or is he does he drift wider in the matches? So the way I watched the Newcastle Burnley game because I had woken up early that day, he does drift a little bit wider. They were playing like a five back system, um, okay. but he was getting into the attack, and he he just he tends to have more of a knack for scoring than other center backs in the league. Like he reminds me of like a little bit like a Duffy or dunk where he just tends to be a little bit farther forward than you would expect it. But that's kind of the way Newcastle likes to play. Hmm. Okay. Um, another player I wanted to just hit on, uh, and then we'll take a quick break is, is Mickey. So FPL bus, like maybe two weeks ago, uh, came out and said, Hey, what about Mickey? Do you guys like him? I think he had, he hadn't played for a long time. He played like 70 minutes in the match, had an assist. And we were both like, no, probably not. And then last week, what did he return last week? Didn't he have a, didn't he have returns last week? Yeah, he had a goal and an assist in that 2-0 win. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just looking at it right now. So Mikatarian last week comes out. Yeah, he gets a goal and an assist. Then he gets a goal and two assists uh in this week. So FPL Bus called it 14 points and 16 points in the last two game weeks. Uh is he a player like going forward that we should be considering? He's at 6.7. I mean, if he's assured minutes, like if he's going to play, he would be such an awesome option. Yeah. I mean, I think that was more of our argument is we weren't sure if he was assured minutes because one Emery likes to just rotate players all the time. Um, and, and two, he just hadn't been playing very much. So yeah, I guess now, you know, we look stupid He's definitely not well, a you, bad option. You look stupid. No, I look no, stupid. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, sorry. it's not a we situation here. Who's the Arsenal fan? I'm the Arsenal fan. You are the Arsenal fan. So who looks stupid? Uh, I would say we look stupid. Yep. Nah, try again. It's your job uh, as an FPL pod analyst and you know statistic analyst to disagree with me if I'm off the rails. So you take some some blame in this matter okay i disagree with you you look stupid there we go okay Nailed well it. either way he definitely has been playing very well of late um they don't have great fixtures over their next two though with 
away at Spurs and home against Man United. I mean, yeah. Arsenal's offense is what drives that team, though, in general. So maybe after they're away at Spurs, because they're pretty terrible on the road, you know, at home against Man United, it's not a terrible fixture. Um, and he's definitely a differential. We talk about it, like, how much are you going to go for it? How how do you want to be different? I mean, he's owned by what? Probably not that many people. Um, looks like less than 5% of teams. So he's definitely right. a good differential moving forward. Hmm. Okay, a little differential action. I could see him coming in like on a wild card or something if, if I see that he keeps playing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't th- yeah. I don't think it's or or you know, use them on a free hit when they have a good good matchup at the very least. Um he you know, he's kind of a a budget enabler. He's definitely you know, his shots per 90 and his key passes per 90 are going up. Um he seems like the most aggressive midfielder on that team. You know, uh, Ramsey's not getting playing time and Ozil's just Ozil unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah, Ozil is sad. Uh, okay, that's good. I think we've got some good players kind of in mind there to to keep an eye on, and um, it was good to dis- discuss them, have some time to talk about that. Let's take a short break. We've got a, a handful of questions uh, when we come back, so stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. We got a handful of questions from people. A lot of things to talk about. Uh, I think the big one, Jake, is going to be Salah versus Mane. A lot of people are talking about it on Twitter right now. Uh, you and I have even discussed it a little bit. Uh, Mane, of course, performing very well today. Two goals. Uh, Salah, zero. And I believe Mane has five goals in his last six appearances, uh, outperforming Salah once again. I think that we need to dig a little bit kind of into the stats of these two players and try to justify on one side or the other if it's worth spending almost an extra $4 million. So FPL Virgin says, is Salah worth $4 million more than Mane when that $4 million can give you another player in your team a major upgrade? A Garf says, apart from the 22% that own him, has everyone missed out on the Mane train? Six and six. Oh, actually, he has six goals in six matches. And is he a legit replacement for Sun? I've got to be honest, his six goals didn't even register with me until I just looked. Yeah, I kind of feel the exact same way. So uh, Mane versus Salah, we also have this issue, right? Like Poole score five goals today and Salah doesn't register one, a goal or an assist. Uh, Maybe bad luck or is it more than that? Uh, So who should we start with, Jake, Mane or Salah? Or what should we start by looking at? Well, let's talk about Salah first. And I mean, I, I didn't get to watch the game today. I'm going to have to research a little bit more. But I mean, without watching the game, yeah, that's very concerning to not even have, you know, a, a single return. I, I just can't even fathom that. I, I don't know what your thoughts are on what the game looked like, but that's very concerning to me. Yeah, he, I tweeted this. He He's a great wingback for them sometimes. And that's literally what he was playing. He had stretched so wide onto the pitch that he wasn't around the ball um, in dangerous areas hardly at all. So when Trent's swinging balls in, Salah's standing right next to him on the right side of the pitch. Um, The other thing that was really interesting about Salah, and we've seen him do this a lot this year actually, uh, but when he's in the middle of the pitch, he sometimes gets away with it more. 
he, I guess I'm just confused by it. Almost every time he receives the ball, he tries to just take defenders on. Even if a defender is is right on top of him, or if he has his if Salah has his back to goal, he'll try to just turn guys all the time. Uh, I think a, a friend of ours, Nick, said it best when he said, uh, "Salah thinks he's messy, but he's not." Um, and I think that that's like a pretty uh, good description of kind of where Salah's at. You never see Salah try to combo in with other players, uh, which is is frustrating when you watch him play because he just gets dispossessed constantly, and, and that's the reason he never gets bonus points either. Meanwhile, in today's match, um, and we saw this earlier in the year where Mane was the player playing really far wide. Now Mane has drifted in, and I wonder if it's actually, and I don't know for sure, but I wonder if it's a tactical change where Sala attracts so much attention that maybe Klopp has said to him, like, stick towards the outer parts of the pitch, try to pull defenders out with you and open up gaps. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's kind of what it feels like the last couple matches watching him play. Well, and that's what I'm wondering. And the question becomes, and this is getting a little bit away from FPL, but still pertains to the whole idea of the Sala-Mane debate. We've said this as well, watching Poole closely. Mane doesn't seem to lack the ability to make good one two passes or through balls it's it's definitely i mean it it's pr- if you look at his stats i mean the man has one assist the whole season right um you know van dyke has one assist trent has six Rabo has i don't even know firmino has four so to me it's like does Salah not try to do those passes with Mane because he just knows he's not going to get the ball back i you know i don't <laughs> yeah i don't know um and and to me, I mean, my other train of thought, though, is, is like, I agree with the comment, like, maybe Klopp does want to move Salah a little bit further away to, like, create space for Mane, and they don't have Firmino right now, and maybe that's part of the problem. Right. I mean, let's dig into the stats just a little bit. So, in the last, let's just look kind of at the, th- the last three matches. I know it's a small sample size, or maybe the last, let's look at the last four. It's a small sample size, but it's worth kind of exploring. So uh, Liverpool have played Watford, United, uh, Bournemouth, and West Ham in the last four. Uh, and Salah has returned uh, three points, three points, eight points, and two points. While Mane has scored 13 points, three points, eight points, and eight points. And if we look at shots, I think that's kind of interesting. So Salah has had 17, 19, 11, 12, 16 shots in the last four matches, while Mane has had nine shots in the last four matches. Uh, and they both ha- aren't very high on the attempted assists either. Salah has had three attempted assists in that time frame, while Mane has had one. Um, so to me, just looking at those stats, it seems like the ball is maybe going through Salah a bit more than it is through Mane, yet Mane is getting the returns. Yeah, and if you look at the XG on the season, Mane has really outperformed. He's almost a f- like four goals more than what he should be expected, which... right. I think is why there's more of an argument for having him is because he's actually getting the returns that we we don't statistically ex- actually expect him to. I honestly can't think of too many other players that are that high above their expected goals. You know, off the top of my head, I would have to do some digging. Yeah, there's not a ton, actually. Um, Just on that note, um, somebody posted a tweet the other day of maybe, I don't know, like the top, I think it was the top 
like 15 goal scorers and how many goals they had compared to their expected goals. And I think it was like for 15 players, I think it was a total of like three goals off or something like that. And the person was just like, oh, yeah, XG isn't a legitimate model. You know, like or XG isn't 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 a legitimate stat or something like that. It was just kind of funny. I mean, I'm just looking at Liverpool right now. Their their expected goals on the year is, is 59.16, and their actual goals is 62. So they're like about three goals off. Um, so I don't know. I think it's a pretty good like indicator of where players are at and in what types of dangerous areas they're getting into. A, a big stat that does stand out for me on that front as well is the. Uh, the expected assist category where Salah leads Mane quite a bit on the season. Um, expected assist for Salah is, is 8.4. He currently has seven and Sadio's is 3.1. And he currently has uh, one assist on the year. So I think that goes back to your point. That's <laughs> Sadio's is not necessarily, I mean, neither of them are incredibly technical. Salah has very good close control. I wouldn't call either of them incredible passers of the ball. But Mane is very, very poor on that front. Yeah, and I agree, and I think that's that's part of the issue. But I, to answer the question, yes, I think I would strongly consider going to Mane uh, right now. The the issue before used to have been like, well, Salah returns consistently, which one, he's not doing – Right. Two, you can argue the whole captain debate. If he is just getting more points than Mane consistently, the whole point is you're doubling that. But there's a player who we've had recently who's been consistently better than both, and that's Pogba. So now that Pogba is around, and if you are able to have Pogba and maybe Aguero, to me the captain argument for Sala is starting to, to wear off. So to me, I am considering... You know, again, going with Mane, freeing up some funds, maybe paying for Aguero if I can afford him for the rest of the year. Yeah, the the biggest thing, I think that's if straight up, Salah's a better player, in my opinion. But from an FPL perspective, you get that additional almost $4 million for uh, for uh, Salah to Mane. And that $4 million can be very well spent other places. Uh, I am definitely going to be looking at it um, going into my wild card, uh, which isn't for a couple weeks here. At the moment, I don't think I'll be moving a Sala unless I, I have to. I don't necessarily see a situation where, like, I don't know, where, where it makes sense for me to spend the transfers to do that, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, that said, it could provide me a little bit of flexibility going into, like, 31 or 33 to have a little extra funds to bump somebody else up uh, to, to kind of fill out some of my, my, my blank week game week squads there. Um, but yeah, I agree. I wouldn't fault anybody that just said I'm, I'm done with it. I'm moving to money. Yeah. Yeah. Looking way ahead, it will be interesting to see how those two players are priced in the following year, but way too far yeah. ahead. Um, what do you think about as a replacement for Sun? We haven't really talked about Sun, but now he has two games where he hasn't gotten a return. Are you worried about him? Yeah, I think that Kane being back completely changes the dynamic of Sun. Um, he, I mean, I love Sun, don't get me wrong, but Kane is, is a, what's the best way to describe him? He is a black hole with the ball. Um, the ball I knew it just, was going to be dark. That's why I was laughing. Yeah, the ball just goes, it goes in 
and he just sucks like a black hole does. And it's, I don't know where this analogy is going, but he's not good enough, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, he, the, the ball just runs through him too much. Instead of Spurs playing the ball through channels, down the channels, penetrating balls into sun, they play balls to Harry Kane's feet in front of the back line and Kane's too slow to turn and cause any trouble. And so sun is essentially rendered, um, useless because back lines just drop and drop and drop and drop and they they're not afraid to concede space uh because they know the ball is going to run through Kane. Um and so yeah, I am I'm very concerned about Son. Uh he got pulled a little early in this last match as well. Um I guess I mean statistically I don't know. He's he's not doing well. Yeah, he's doing pretty poorly in the last two matches. He's only had one shot in each of the last two matches, and I think that's very strongly correlated with Kane back in the lineup. Yeah, and two and two losses for Spurs. I mean, I know yeah. we're going to lose all of our Spurs fans, but you know, maybe look at your team a little bit there and realize that you've gotten Kane back for two games and you have two losses and one goal in those two games. Like that's pretty disappointing when you consider they were all worried that they'd, you know, fall out of the top five with Kane being injured, and they've actually been better without him. Yeah, Kane's broken, and they should yeah. burn him at the stake. <laughs> enough, enough said. And he's not overpriced the, for FPL. And that's what the Brits do, right, when they're mad with someone? I don't... Isn't that, like, more of, like, a Eastern American, like, witch thing? Like, you know, Massachusetts? I don't know. But I thought that that's I guess the foundation the of... Bra- I thought that was the foundation of Brexit. Yeah, something, you're right. Somebody... We probably took that from them now, thinking about that yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Nailed it. Hashtag America. <laughs> this is actually what's from us. This is actually what's in our history books, just so everyone knows. So if people think that we're ignorant <laughs> Americans, it's not true. It's the truth because it's in our history books. So. Yeah, our history is ignorant. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Hashtag America. Okay. Um,. Yeah, so so Sun, big concern. Mane's a good replacement for him if you don't have uh, three Liverpool players uh, in your team. Uh, okay, a couple more questions here. Um, FPL Virgin did ask, how many players have you got for 31, uh, and, and what's your plan for the next three free transfers looking at those guys? I actually, I can start with this. I currently have, um, I think, eight players for 31. I'll probably put out... 10 for 31 i um i'm not 100 sure i might have 11 uh, because i think i'm gonna free hit in 32 so it kind of makes sense for me to just go for broke and, and get 11 players in with my next couple transfers but um i think that like i said in the last pod if you have nine or ten you're you're totally fine i wouldn't freak out i wouldn't be taking massive hits um uh, in terms of what my specific plans are i completely honest complete honesty i don't know I don't know who I'm going to bring in yet. I had a plan kind of in place. Then I missed the deadline. Then Laporte got injured. And then Juan Basaka got injured. And so the plan just went to shit. So I don't know exactly what I'm doing yet. I need a few days to evaluate where my team is at from an injury perspective before I start making plans. I will, though, be looking at Game Week 31 players that I know are going to be be playing. Yeah, agreed. I mean, that's how I'm answering my question. I, I definitely think I'm going to try to get Char in for Johnny um, because Wolves blank and then they have a tough double game week. So he's not worth keeping to me. 
Um, and then, you know, like you said, Obi-Wan's kind of a liability. I think, I don't have it up, but I think Crystal Palace blank in 31. So he's another one. Like, what do I do yep. with, I would rather keep guys like Sterling Rashford. I, I mean, I want to bring Pogba back in, but if I had Pogba, you know, hold those guys because they have really good fixtures in the, the double game week. I know, yep. Man City's not confirmed, but you know three or four of those guys are fine to keep keep them because you're going to get a lot of points the following week, most likely. Yeah, I like that strategy a lot. Uh, moving on, FPL Sheep says uh, Martial or Jota up to Hazard for game week 29. So the Sheep has uh, has some funds available apparently. Um, Martial's been hurt the last couple game weeks, so. Uh, I think they're saying he may be back soon. I can look. I mean, off the top of your head, Jake, who do you think of those two players? Uh, off the top of my head, I would lean Jota because he's been a little bit more disappointing. But like with the Martial's injury, that's harder. Um, but like with Martial healthy, I lo- I like him more than Jota, and their fixtures are still good compared to Wolves that kind of have some tougher games. Yeah, so before his injury, Martial had, had been playing decent. I mean, he had only had one return in a number of game weeks. Um, it looks like Ole said he's not going to be ready for this one. Uh, maybe back for Southampton, uh, but we're not going to risk another one too early. Uh, I think he's referring to the Jesse Lingard situation where he brought him on and then uh, re-injured himself. So, yeah, I think personally... I mean, I like Martial as a player better than Jota, but I think I would probably be moving Martial up uh, just because I'm not sure when he's going to be available. Uh, Okay, another one to dig into a little bit, Jake, um, is Aguero or Sterling. Uh, And this is a big question that a lot of managers are facing right now. How do we get into that Man City attack? The only two players that seem to, um, A, be getting enough minutes, and B, uh, be in and amongst the points are Aguero and Sterling. And so I think that it's a, a good question to try to answer right now. Which of those two players do we go to? Obviously, there is some question about team structure. Are you going with a premium striker or are you not? Um, and your current structure is going to influence whether or not you can get to one of those two players. But I, I do think that it's still worth exploring and maybe we can talk about them kind of straight up one versus the other um, in that type of context. Um, currently Sterling has more points. He's on 174 versus Aguero's 158. Uh, but Aguero, Aguero's had some, some quality returns as of late um, starting to close that gap. So Jake, I guess I'll let you kind of kick it off just Initial thoughts, Sterling or Aguero? Initial thoughts are the players are very, very even, so it makes sense that their point totals close. Sterling a little bit ahead because he gets more points for goals, clean sheets. To me, with their prices being very similar, if I could just say, oh, I get one player for the rest of the year and I have them and I'm done, uh, probably I would lean Aguero, but it's not wrong to have either or. And again, like you said, it's just like team structure. You know, are you going to be having to spend extra transfers to get in Aguero because you don't have a premium forward? Well, then maybe just stick with Sterling. Um, You look at their stats. uh, XG 
is 16 for, you know, almost 17 for Aguero. Uh, Sterling's 11, but he has an XA of 9 to, to Aguero's less than 4. Um, shots per 90, Aguero betters him 4.4 to 2.2, so almost double. Um, but, but again, Sterling basically doubles him for key passes for 90. So it's kind of an either or, in my opinion. Currently, I have Sterling... I don't think I'm going to tear up my team to bring in Aguero. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably a fair assessment as well. Um, straight up, you know, I think Aguero's technic is is a better offensive option. I mean, that's just the reality of it. I think um, he has 19 shots in the last five matches to Sterling's uh, nine. Uh, and so I just think that Sergio is, gets more shots off, gets into more dangerous areas um, that said, neither of them really have defensive responsibilities. I mean, City has so much of the ball, and Pep doesn't ask Sterling to track back hardly at all. Um, and so I think it's fair to go with either player. Uh, going forward for me, I would not, again, tear my team up. If I'm going to free hit in 31, I'm probably going to have both of them on my team. Or excuse me, free hit in 32. I'm going to probably have both of them on my team. Uh, and then in my wild card, I'm going to have to make that decision, uh, You know, which one of those two players I want to have. But for the moment, I have Sterling. I'm going to stick with Sterling uh, because I don't want to rip my team up. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the way I, I read that situation. Yeah, we're just agreeing on things. Um, I can hit the next question. Garf is whoa, Jake, Jake, whoa, 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 whoa. No. Are you okay. sure you can handle this? I think I can handle it. I think I can do Listen, it. Listen, I just don't want to give you more than you can take. I mean, this is, how many words do we have here? I think there's like like almost 20 words to this question. Mm-hmm. I think I Are can you... handle it. Okay. All right. Let's, let's give it a shot. We can cut this out if it doesn't work. So don't, you know what, Jake? Don't be nervous. You can do it. Okay. 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 Uh, Garf wrote in, is Sari's big willy, I'm assuming referring to penis, yep. yeah, 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 <laughs> going to stay in goal until the end of the season, worth getting him in if he is dot, 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 right. Okay, you're not supposed to read the dot, dot, dot. Um, they do call Sari the Italian stallion, Jake. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, I, I have heard that. Um, I don't think that's the best nickname for him. I think there's yeah. better options like the cigarette or... <laughs> <laughs> Just the cigarette. <laughs> yeah, uh, something pertaining to that. Once in a while, the ladies used to call me the Italian stallion back in our college days. Yeah, I can't say I ever remember that happening. Well, they did. You just, you didn't... You didn't hear it, probably. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess not. All right. Uh, is Sari going to stick with with Big Willie uh, until the end of the season? Basically, is Kepa done? Is kind of the question. I, you know, I don't know, Jake. You have Kepa on your team. What are you What are you doing? I'm very concerned, uh, especially since Crystal Palace have now <laughs> their whole back lines injured. I just don't have the time to make a transfer, but like with him, it's just more and more problems, hence why I shouldn't have used that wild card early, but I just picked the wrong players, apparently. (sighs) I don't know. I'm I'm not going to... I'm not going to get rid of Keppa right now. I have other things to deal with, but I think the next couple of games will be very telling. It's complete speculation, right? If we say one way or the other, if we think that he's going to be 
benched for the rest of the season. I, my speculation would be that he's not going to be benched for the rest of the season, that this was one game, maybe two games. He serves his little punishment and then uh, returns to the pitch, uh, regardless probably of the results. But I guess who knows, really? Um, I think if you if you have him and you have a backup goalkeeper, you can just hold for a game week or two. Most likely you have other problems that you need to solve. Uh, if you don't have him on your team, don't bring him in. That's how I'd solve that. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, Stephen Toomey, uh, the the uh, producer of Pitch and a Pint Podcast, another good FPL pod out there uh, that discusses, of course, FPL, but also uh, beer, uh, specifically very quality craft beer. beer. So um, if you have interest in both or either of those things, Stephen has a nice little podcast. Check it out uh, on Twitter. Look Stephen up. Uh, Chelsea or City, if you were buying through game week 31. Uh, so Chelsea or City coming up in the next few matches, Jake. So Chelsea uh, has in 29, they have Fulham. In 30, they have Wolves. And then in 31, they have Everton. And then City have uh, in 29, Bournemouth, 30, Watford. And then they blank in 31. So which players are you looking at? Well, again, I think it comes down to who else is on your team. Like, I wouldn't go crazy one way or the other. I'm trying to figure out what Chelsea players I can get in besides Hazard. Like, do you, you know, offensively, is anyone worth the risk? Um, that being said, the reason is they play through 31 and then maybe we'll have a double in 32. And for me, that's really important. If I had all my chips, I wasn't super worried about it. I would still lean Man City. Great win by Chelsea against Spurs today. Like mm-hmm. That's pretty surprising. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I still think Man City are about to just tear some teams apart. Oh, they, yeah, they're you know, going to town. Yeah. Well, and I mean, they have the Fulham-Cardiff double, most likely, right? Like, can you That's imagine confirmed. a better Yeah, that one's not most likely. Week? That one's confirmed, yeah. It is confirmed. Okay, well, there you yeah. go. Like, I, I feel like everyone should be circling triple captain Aguero, you know, or I might be triple captaining Sterling during that, that game week. Yeah, yeah. So I would, right. I would lean to a mix of both players. All right, good cop-out. Um, captain Shouts. That's all of our questions. So, and we're getting to the end of our pod time here. So, yeah. What do Aguero, you think? Aguero and Sterling for me this week against Bournemouth. I mean, Arsenal just tore them apart. Bournemouth are in kind of in shambles. Yeah, I think Man City, uh, Sterling or, or Aguero. Um, you could definitely look at like Pogba against Southampton. I probably wouldn't go rash. I mean, who knows if his if his ankle is going to be completely better by then? I would guess he starts, but but no guarantees. Um, you could definitely do a Chelsea player against Fulham. You could look at like Hazard. I know that he hasn't hasn't got it going for a while, but um, only a matter of time with him. And then, of course, you know you could do a Mane or Salah against Everton as well. There's there's a lot of really good options this week. It'll In a be derby away from home. That seems really risky to me. You don't think that there's a chance for returns in that match? Uh, those games typically are like low scoring. I just, I, I would stay away from pool this week, but I don't know. That's just me. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they do tend to be lower, lower scoring matches when the two of them play one another. So, um, yeah, I think the best option is probably a city option if you can, if you can manage that. So, 
Okay. Um, do you know what you're doing this week, or do you still need to think about it? We're potting pretty early. We are potting early. Uh, um, you know, I have 11 guys back. Um, most of them play pretty good fixtures. I mean, honestly, the worst fixtures for me are Liverpool versus Everton almost, or Sun, I guess, against Arsenal, but they're at home, so I'm not super concerned about that. So to me, I might hold, give myself another week to see what I need to do. I mean, I'd love to bring Pogba in, but I mean, it. I guess it would be for Sun, which... Seems super lateral. And then again, I am, you know, I'm getting frustrated with Lester and Pereira. I did just bring him in, so I feel like I have to hold. But I do want to bring Shar in for either him, Obi, or Johnny. So I I could make that move as well this week. Okay. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm either going to hold or I'm going to move Sané out. I haven't decided yet. Sané had a, a pretty rough game again today. I was disappointed. I really thought that he was going to kind of redeem himself with a start, um, and yet he performed relatively poorly and got yanked, didn't even make it to 60 minutes. So uh, he needs to go, but I'm not sure if I want to pull him or if I want to wait one more week and then have two two transfers and a little bit more knowledge of what I want to do. So I guess we'll see. A um, couple little things then. Uh Remember that we're we're doing a little um little subscribe and review campaign. So I, I noticed that we had about three or four people go out and leave nice little reviews on um on different platforms that they listen to their podcasts on. Uh, if you leave a review for us, we're gonna have a couple shirts, t-shirts printed at the end of the year. Um, we're gonna just pick one out of a hat and we'll we'll send one out to somebody. So we'd really appreciate it if a few more people would go out and do that. It helps grow the pod and um and we'd appreciate your support. Um, what else do we have to talk about? Oh, t-shirts on that front. Uh, I did have about seven, eight people reach out and say, Hey, we'd be interested in buying t-shirts. We, I also had some people that reached out and were like, Hey, if you guys need money, we'll just give you money to keep doing the podcast. (laughs) Um, it's, it's not like that, right? It's not like, um, this isn't like a, a really big, and that was really nice, by the way, uh, and thoughtful, and uh, I was I was humbled by that. But it's not like Jake and I feel like we need to make money doing this. It's just like it costs a little bit of money to run a podcast, and so we're just trying to cover those costs. Neither of us need the money. It, it's it's all good. We're gonna keep potting no matter what. Um, but we just thought it would be a, a way to kind of expand what we're doing. Um, so those are two little business updates for people. Uh, make sure to follow us, Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, online on our website, DiveFPL.com. You can reach us by email, TheArtOfTheDive uh, at gmail.com, and you can download our podcast basically everywhere now. Um, the only place I think that we aren't on is Spotify. It's really hard to get your podcast on Spotify. I'm working on it. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jake, FPL Virgin, finished up, wants to finish up the pod today. Uh, what is at JacobClose1 drinking at Starbucks these days? Oh man, great question. Uh, I've been going with the salted foam caramel cold brew. Uh, that's I've been digging that lately. Uh, but I am interested in their new uh, cinnamon shortbread frappuccino. Definitely something oh I would consider God. trying. <laughs> oh, your life is so sad. Yeah. What? 
Uh, it's the minus 80, man. It's I'm still that's the hard thing about FPL. You make your decisions and you have to live with them for a long time. So That's true. It's probably why I'm so angry. Yeah, you are sad most of the time. It's good. We're trying to beat you down. Uh, two point oh literally just tweeted at us a picture that says uh, proudly sponsoring the art of the dive master stroke dildos <laughs> that's a great uh, he should be part of our like ad agency or marketing yeah I mean I think that seeing as this is going to become our main jobs um, we can uh, we're gonna have to hire somebody on anyways I think it's gonna be two point uh, to do that. We'll definitely need to add HR for you once we hire him. <laughs> it's like on the first day HR comes with like an agreement. Like, yeah, Marco, you, you're either going to need to sign this saying that you're not doing any of these things anymore or you are fired. You'll probably hire our main podcast. Yeah. You know, J- so. This is the first day Jake will file a complaint with HR. <laughs> okay, we got to get out of here. Uh, good pod, buddy. Good luck to everybody in Game Week 29. Hope it goes well. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive. <laughs>